Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is the CSI Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Another week, another episode of Since I Talk. Hi, welcome back. Before we get into today's episode, this is a safe space for you, okay? Safe space for everyone. So, we're going to come here and just listen to us talking about CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, or CSI Vegas. We got you. Well, okay, so today we're going to do a breakdown of that episode that we got reminded of from watching episode 14 of season two of CSI Vegas. But this week, we got the, the last week, right? Because you'll listen to this on the Wednesday. We got the news that CSI Vegas got renewed for season three. And we just thought, why not recap everything that's been going on until now? Because it could be a bit confusing because of the all the hiatus that are happening. But if you don't remember, a hiatus is like that space of a few weeks. That happens in every show, especially if the show is airing on TV and it's more than 20 episodes. So we, so this is what what is happening on season two of CSI Vegas. And That's before. This week on CSI History. Let's do this, this past week in CSI. Yeah. So to start off, William Peterson celebrated his 70th birthday. Oh, congratulations. Yay. Happy birthday, my favorite CSI actor, Sarah. Because if you've been here long enough, you do know what I like to call Grayson sometimes, but my favorite CSI actor, Sarah. Okay, go ahead. stop calling him that now, too. Yeah, I'm going to stop calling him that. So what, what did we have? What episode so, did we have? On February 22nd, 2001, the 15th episode of the fourth season, Table Stakes. And I'm schooling as I'm doing this, so just be patient, please. And season three from February 20th, 2003, episode 16, Lucky Strike. That episode is good, actually. It is. No, I wouldn't come down. On February 24th from season four. Yeah, no, season five, sorry. From season five. February 24th, season five, we have Big Middle. It's episode 16 of that season. That is a weird episode. Well, I mean, we did have some weird episodes on the side, didn't we? Yeah. But I mean, we all love it, don't we? On February 4th, season seven, we have a great episode, most because the Ending scene, February 22nd, 2007, the 17th episode, Man at the Lot of Sevens, Fallen Idols. <laughs> and that's one of my episodes with one of my favorite end scenes, with Sarah's saving version. On this podcast, we love Sarah's idol. Okay, if you haven't noticed, we do love Sarah. Season 9... 
I don't know if we sh I don't know if we should which one we should do either the nineteenth or twenty sixth. Let's do the nineteenth, February nineteenth, fourteenth episode. I don't know if we talked about this one last mentioned this one last week. It's miscarriage or justice. I don't think we did. Yeah, it's right. Season eleven, February twenty fourth, two thousand eleven. We have. I'm gonna say this slowly. Turn on, tune in. Drop Dead. That is the 16th episode from that season. Season 12. We have from February 22nd, 15th episode, when Finn is officially joining the team, stealing home. When somebody, when people were house snapped. <laughs> oh my god, that episode is so good, actually. <laughs> it's so good because Nick and Sarah, they arrive at the scene and essentially there's nothing to process. Right, because the house is not there. So, uh, this episode from season 13, from February 20th, the episode that should not be named. Oh, episode, Forget Me Not. On this podcast, we don't like that episode. We don't. We don't That's like That's the him. episode that when I'm binge, he's like, hey, let's take it in that. Yeah, when that episode comes up, and I'm like, can I fast forward <laughs> to the end when, when Sarah is. Oh, we already said a lot of, like, what we think about that episode, but I'm just going to say it again. My girl, Sarah, she, she did not deserve any of that. Especially not from the two characters that were supposed to be her brothers at this point, right? Yeah. And season 14, February 19, episode 15. We have Let the Sand. And that's it, because season 15 has already been finished. Okay, I mean, some great episodes. One episode that I should know meeting. Well, so as we said before, we were going to do a breakdown of an episode today, but since CSI got renewed for season three, we decided to do a little recap. Before that, can I? I'm just going to say something real quick, okay? Okay, so I'm going to use Forget Me Not as an example here, okay? There are people that really like Forget Me Not, really like that episode, and there are some people like me and Bray that don't like it. And... Uh, I remember going to bed that night. Yeah. And... I think our opinions should be respected. And we don't like Forget Me Not, but at the same time, it's not like we explode this from the whole franchise. And we separated from the rest, but we still like the show as a whole. I'm saying this because if you follow me on Twitter, well, I made the decision to keep liking a certain franchise that has gone under fire because the creator of the franchise, when she is transphobic, if you know, you know. And some people decided to stop altogether like this franchise. And some people like me decided to keep up with the good memories of it, you know. Even though some people do say that there are anti-Semites ideology on the books, although I've never even saw that on the books 
if anything, it's a metaphor to what happened in the world in the 1940s, but it was under a modern view. And well, to say that I was that I was disrespected on Twitter is an understatement. A big uh, understatement. Like someone just asked what one thing meant, and I answered that person, and then I said, "You don't have to." hate a whole franchise because this one thing happened especially if you're an ally to lgbtqia plus community if you're an ally to them you don't have to stop liking a lot of stuff and it's just completely delete all the memories of the good moments that this particular franchise gave you when you were growing up because the creator turns out to be a horrible person and a few years ago one of the actors that started in the franchise he wrote an article about how if this franchise means a lot to you we can just separate the from the creator and two people came at me saying that i can't because if i keep liking this franchise that means that i'm anti-samurais and i'm also not an ally look i am an ally so this community since always okay and because i never saw a reason to hate someone based on how they identify themselves or how they love somebody even if it was from their same gender and i have really close friends that belong to this community and i am an ally to their cause although sometimes we do have to make sacrifices sometimes we would have to pretend to be in a relationship so that person would not be criticized on the streets. And if you're going to come up to me and tell me that I have to stop liking something and completely ignore all the good memories I have, all the values that those characters taught me, because it turns out the one who created all of this, it's a terrible person. I'm not going to do this. And then you just come at me. And then after I block you, you just keep being disrespectful. No, that says a lot about your character. Like me and Bree, just because we don't like Forget Me Not, does that mean that we're going to stop liking the CSI franchise because of that? No. <laughs> no, we started a whole podcast because of this franchise we became best friends because of this franchise we're not going to start we're not going to start hating this franchise because one of these days even though we don't like this episode we know we are going to be covering it i know we're gonna, eventually we're going to have to cover it eventually even though it we don't like it and it makes us feel uncomfortable because our favorite character is is going through hell on that episode and probably she's suffering a lot of sexism on that same episode. And we are going to stop. Liking the show. Because of this. No. Never. Never. Like and I don't skip a single episode. When I do my full binges. I don't skip a single episode. Because of when I'm doing that. Okay. Like I was just telling Bray earlier. I just got to my least favorite season of Teen Wolf. But I'm just going to keep watching it. Because I want to watch it to the end. And okay, and if you go on my Twitter bio, you know that I put the the name of this 
woman from the Middle Ages that I really like to study her life. And suddenly now I support slavery because I like to study the life of a queen that lives on the Middle Ages. So now we're going to judge everyone based on what they're studying. We, we could just start judging the CSIs because they have to study crime scenes and murderers for a living. And we're going to start hating on them. And we're going to start hating Gil Grissom because of that, Catherine Willow, Parasite, and we're going to hate them all because of this. No, and we're not. Yeah, and a couple years ago when Allison Janney was in the movie I, Tonya, and she's portraying the mother, people started to not like Allison Janney because of what she played. Of what she won a bloody Oscar. I'm American. I just say bloody a lot. I always yeah. have. Mostly because the franchise that Kari's talking about. Yeah. If you know, you know. I mean, you're not going to hate that actress because of the role she played. If you know anything about the story behind Antonio, you know the mother was not a particularly uh, good person either. That's an understatement. Yeah, that's not true. Well, anyway, <laughs> I... Okay, this is not the first time we're talking about this on this podcast, but I was a retire because I like because I like this franchise a lot. And you have some unpopular opinions about this franchise, and you were attacked for said opinions a few times. And I'm yeah. sure this is gonna keep happening, especially for the fact that I'm loving this the Silver Ink serial killer arc, and I know a lot of people don't like it. But... Like, like this, like there's a lot of things that I, I choose not to talk about on social media because I know I'd be attacked. And I'm just not going to like to cry because, like, how dare those people come to my page and tell me what I can and cannot like based on their views. Do, do I do that to them? So, can we just agree to disagree here that we like some stuff and the other people don't? And you don't have the right to come at people for, for that. Like, people who, who like Forget Me Not, they don't have the right to come at me and breathe for not liking this episode. And we won't go after you for liking the episode. Yeah, we're not going to go, like, we have opinions, and we, this is a podcast, we have our opinions. On this podcast, we don't like that episode, but we are we going to cover it? Yeah. Do we respect your opinion? We do. Like, yes, I know I'm very blunt at times about my opinions, but that's with my family. So this is what we, we wanted to say, just, well, it's not the first time that we said this. No, and... we said Lot when and Lisa was still on the podcast, we love and miss you. If you're listening, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, uh, it's when that was when Kari was regularly being attacked. Yeah, and I think after the end of this season, it'll probably be because, well, I mean, let's just recap season what is happening. Okay, so let's begin. We're going to do a official recap once the season is over. We're going to do a recap of the whole thing. But right now, we're going to recap everything that has happened from 201 to 214. Okay, so actually, this begins on the season finale of season one. So on the season finale of season one, the camera goes into this white room, and there's this 
person writing in code. And we don't know what that was. I said I was going to crack it and we couldn't crack it. And the CSIs cannot crack it. If the CSIs cannot crack it, then it's impossible to crack well, it. They figured out what kind of language it might it could be. Well, yeah, but I mean, nobody has broken that language until today. Yeah. It was a cliffhanger. And we maybe thought that the first episode was going to start with that scene. No, it's not. Okay, so... When the season first begins, Catherine is back, and we see Catherine breaking into an office to grab some files, and we didn't know why she was back at CSI. She was breaking into something. It's Catherine. It's Catherine. If Catherine wanted to break into my house, she could, and I would let her. She wouldn't leave the door open. I would leave the door open for her, and I would just... Leap to it with coffee and every like whatever she could she could take it I don't mind and then Catherine shows up so Max is kind of inviting her to come back to see a side but Catherine doesn't know if she's staying if she's not in the official position and we don't know yet why Catherine is back in town so they're working this case in which a dominatrix was killed and this dominatrix she has these two scars on her forehead that we don't really know what it means yet and then someone gets almost attacked on the very same episode and when they broke into the suspect's house they actually find their first clue that this is gonna, and also this was gonna be a serial killer case because they signed this Las Vegas postcard with some silver ink writing, but they don't know what it means. It's written in home. So they eventually managed to grab this guy that was responsible for the killing and the almost killing on this episode. His name is Alan Herskovitz. Yeah, his name was Alan Horskovitz, and he didn't die. And in the end, actually, he's the only one allowed to tell the story in this whole case. And he says that there's going to be a lot more to come. There's going to be a lot more to come. And then Catherine finally tells Max why she's back in Vegas. She's back in Vegas because her friend, and we actually find out that it was more than a friend. It was kind of like a daughter to Grace. Yeah, Grace went missing, and Catherine wants to find her. And Max can tell that that Grace was almost like a daughter, but at that point, we didn't even know like when did Catherine meet Grace, like what was going on. And then the coming episodes, Catherine's trying to grab information about Grace's disappearance, but she's hitting wall after wall. And then Max tells Josh to help Catherine. But Max does say, if something ends up happening to you, it could get fired, but there's nothing I can do to save you. But Josh is like, no worries, I'll do it. I'll help her. You know, I love Josh. I just love Max would ask him to do a lot of stuff and he would just say, yes, he would do anything for Max. You know what? Same. I would do anything for Max if she asked me. Yeah. I would do anything for her. And then 
they, of course, they're at the CSI, so they keep working more cases together. And now I'm just going to talk about this episode that really touched me, Koala, which is a Penny slash Catherine-centric episode because what is going on in this episode is Max is not on the field yet because she's recovering from, I technically she is, but she's not. She is recovering from a wound that she suffered on the previous episode because suspect. I keep I keep wanting to call the suspect uh, unsub. <laughs> well, the get your mind out of criminal minds. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I did a pun. Yeah, I did a pun. <laughs> well, so because Matt was attacked by the suspect while she was looking for evidence, and poor Josh keeps blaming himself. And if you're wondering why didn't hey. Catherine take the lead? when Max was in the hospital. That's because she wasn't back officially. I mean, she was back. She was helping them, but she was only as a consultant and not a CSI. And Josh was CSI level three at that point. Ellie was a CSI level two. So Josh ended up leading that investigation and everything works out perfectly. On the episode Koala, Max is not by the doctor to go on the field yet but we do see that she's struggling she's suffering from not ptsd is another name now but PTSS. PTSS. and Catherine is leading this investigation also and... like during this time we meet in one of the earlier episodes we met josh somebody from josh's past yeah on that episode that josh ended up leading the investigation because max was attacked he was not on the field looking for the evidence because he was helping his friend, quote-unquote. And his friends wanted him to run some fingerprints. And Josh, in the end, he refused to give the friends the results because he knows that whoever, who, who's, whoever's fingerprints was on that a screwdriver, right, if I'm not mistaken, was probably going to be dead. So Josh refused to do it, and this friend ended up calling Josh out, saying that Josh is working for the good guys, he's not a bad guy, and I saw that Josh's family might have something to do with the crime in Las Vegas or something like that, and Josh was the one that decided to be the different one to do good, and... We later find out that his mom wasn't the one that was abusing him. It was his father who actually learned this from episode 14. But his mother also didn't do, I mean, as far as we know, his mother didn't do much to protect Josh. I mean, we do know from season one that Josh was kidnapped at some point. Mm -hmm. So, and this friend he's kind of he knows about Ellie he knows how Josh feels about Ellie so that's why I think something could happen to Ellie so on Koala Catherine ended up working on this uh, kind of like leading this investigation and uh, this case really touched Penny and Maya just say Sarah Gilman you just you just broke my heart in that episode because it was not just one victim it was not just one victim on this case. It was family that had been killed. And Penny, she just, she was the one that Catherine picked to work 
with her inside the house. Everyone else was just working outside. And Penny finds this little koala print. Koala? Not print. Yeah, koala kind of print. And she finds this mini koalas on the ground. And everybody keeps telling her to just not follow this thing because it's not really it's not gonna mean anything in the end you know it was just something that at that point could have been could have belonged to the family or not the suspect but in the end we do see that this case really touched a nerve on pennies and actually that makes her a great suicide just the fact that she cares about people and on that same episode, Catherine is having a hard time with her daughter, Lindsay. Because, I mean, they don't have the most beautiful relationship, right? And and uh, Lindsay wouldn't want Catherine to be around her granddaughter. But in the end, she does. She does let Catherine be with her. And it was really hard for Lindsay to say that she loved Catherine, but she ends up taxi. Catherine and say that she loves her and then we find out what happened to Grace and I thought it would have it could have been a lot better if Grace's disappearance was somehow linked to the silver ink killer but it's not I mean it doesn't make sense at all so how did Catherine know Grace? Grace actually was part of Catherine's, not class, I mean, students maybe, to study forensics. And she wanted to become a CSI and worked in, in the lab. But the thing is, she didn't have any money. So Catherine gave her a job as a waitress at the Eclipse. And Grace ended up finding out that the Eclipse was laundering money. And instead of telling Catherine that she, she was following the lead, then when she does, she gets killed. And her body was buried and then was moved by Rush. I can't remember his name. Yeah, so the Russian title or oligarchy, I don't know, ended up getting rid of her body. But she was actually killed by someone that Catherine thought it was her friend. It was the security guy, right? The yeah. Killer, that killed Prince. And when Josh and Always the quiet ones. And Josh, Josh and Catherine, they ended up finding Grace's body buried in the desert. Really hard to watch that because my girl Maron, Jesus, you really serve and deliver on that episode, you know. I love you. I just, I, I love you, okay? You are the moment. So, yeah. They ended up finding everything that the paintings that they were using the painting as laundry money is because this guy, a bulls version guy who was the nephew of the man that got rid of Grace's body, he fakes the paintings so the Eclipse would sell a natural painting. But... It, was also, it was also Grace. I'm not Grace, but... Who are the best friend? Who are the best friend at the lab? Who's played by the actress who was in The Fosters? Yeah, and well, he would uh, he would do a replica of the paintings, 
and then the Eclipse will put up the replica up, but then they would sell the actual painting. It was a money laundry scheme. And the way that they find out that is actually, <laughs> it was a Van Gogh paint, and they were actually like running tasks on the actual painting. And I don't think their insurance, I don't think their insurance actually cover, covers actual painting. So yeah, the way they find out that that was it was because Gray ended up actually breaking the paints, even though she was dead. She quickly draw one of the paintings, and then she swallowed it. That's when it ends up leading Captain and the team to the discovery. And after they find out what actually happened, Max offers Catherine to work with them. You know, and Catherine's like, oh, but the Eclipse offered me a new job because they want someone that, because the, the FBI was kind of to the Eclipse. Catherine used to work for the Bureau, so the Eclipse was like, oh, Maybe let's do inside information. Yeah, technically. Catherine's going to do that. And then because of what happened to Grace, Catherine was like, you know what? Also talking to Grace's mom. Yeah, also after talking to Grace's mom. Catherine decided to stay and work at the CSI. So she ended up staying. She starts working with the team on the, on the daily cases, but also on the Silver Ink serial killer case. And the victims from the serial killer case started to literally rain on the CSI because they're fighting all these victims and they really cannot tell what's the connection between them. And then... Kind of like Bo helps them do it because on the episode 11, Trinket created episode, by the way. And we will, there is something that we wanted about this episode that we will in the future. You guys are going to love it because we will offer something about this episode and we're going to take that offering. And okay, so on the episode Trinket, which is a Bo centric episode, they find this little boy and who had been buried alive, and Bo ended up being really affected by this case. To the point he left Field Wolf. Yeah, because Bo, Bo has, has two kids. So Bo's a dad, okay? He has he two kids. He has big father energy. Yeah, and that kid really stuck to him because it's a little, it's a little boy, and then they find out that it was actually a baby too. And that really, you know, wrecked him. And can I just say something? It wrecked us too. It did. You know, when I, and I'm going to say it again. When I said I love the sight that CSI Vegas is just emptying up the gore. Never meant that, you know. Mm -hmm. I see it being buried alive and then we find out there was actually a baby too at some point. Yeah, a newborn. So Bo ended up kind of breaking the silver killer case because he... Elliot is running some DNA and then talking to Max about the serial killer case. And then Bo is like, oh, the psychiatrist at the hospital, weird little boy is going to be back home soon. And then Elliot looks at Bo and then she looks at Max and is like, the psychiatrist, I need to look at the psychiatrist because all the victims from the serial killer case had some sort of mental illness. So Elliot ended up looking at the psychiatrist and she finds out that all the victims had the same psychiatrist at some point. And they all under, 
underwent this treatment with mirrors that I thought that we talked about like a month or a month and a half ago that reminded me of MK Ultra. And essentially they would be in front of mirrors and with something stuck to their heads. We don't know what it is because we never seen it, but something like that. And then they try to talk to the psychiatrist next. And at this point, Bo is no longer working in the field. He is a lab right now. Although Max really wants him to be back in the field, and I think a certain CSI Sanders is going to help that happen, right? CSI Sanders, right? Yeah. And, well, the doctor goes through the cards that they have been collecting cards right now. And the cards really, they really resemble the Vintage Management, which, if you don't recall, it was a book that from the Middle Ages that no one it can crack it. It must be Catherine's granddaughter. He's yeah. We meet Catherine's granddaughter. And a very important information that came out from that episode is that Josh is pineapple years old. By his age, he's pineapple years old. That's it. He's pineapple years old. And also, can we talk about Ransom for a hot minute here? So, Ellie doesn't want to be around him as much. Because she fell in love with him, but he's now with Serena. So, that and Ali wants to be friends with Serena, so. Yeah. And I, I said this a few times already, but I love the fact that they are not making Serena and that we hate each other as they would do in the past, right? <laughs> Ellie tells Josh that she cannot be his friend. And. Josh respects that. At and, least tries to. Yeah, I mean, we can see that now he kind of, he's kind of failing at that. <laughs> he's yes. kind of failing at that because he's getting more worried about her. So I, I'm thinking that on the next few episodes, he's probably going to try and talk to her at some point in the lab. And because my girl, Ellie, she started to avoid Josh altogether unless they are working together in some case. And they cannot find out where the silver ink is coming from. Until my girl Penny, you know, that I hope she becomes a, a serious regular because I absolutely love her. Please make her a serious regular. I love her. We all love her. We all Gen Z, Black Millennials, we love her. And my girl Penny, she finds out that only a printer could make that silver inking. Because the silver ink has a distinct pattern. Once it's printed, and they don't know where it came from because I mean, apparently it's a very popular printer. And then on the next episode, what happens is that Ellie she wants to talk to the psychiatrist, Doctor Arabic, but she was out of town. And then she comes back, and Serena reminds her that they can only talk to her if they have an orange or a probable cause, which is fair enough. I mean, it makes sense. So Serena finds out that Dr. Airbag bought this new printer and they had to prove to a judge that only that a specific printer could make the markings that they were looking for. And Dr. Airbag had one because she posted it on social media. So they get the warrant. They try to get Dr. Airbag to come in for an interrogation. But they couldn't find her, but they didn't find the killer. I mean... 
the killer that ran in the darkness, we cannot really tell if it was a male or a woman, but they ran away in the doctor's car. And they ended up finding her, I mean, finding her body. And her house, I mean, not her house, but it was her mother's house that it was in her name. And what was happening? Yeah. And the body is on the hangman's position. And we talked about this last week, I think, with the sacrifice from the killer. Dr. Eric was too close, so he wasn't, she had to go, according to Phil's point of view. And next week, they're going to keep getting those cards. But now it's going to be directed at Max. Which says something. says that the, the killer doesn't have any ties to the lab. So he this doesn't time. know. Yeah, this time. He doesn't know that the that Ellie is the one leading the investigation. He's probably not going to know that until someone goes to the meeting and talks about it. Right? Because that's actually what didn't happen. Okay, so... This is a serial killer case, and this is a case that has been going on over several episodes, and along with the weekly cases. And I know to some people, it's taking a lot of time to build. It's taking a lot of time to build the case. And I get it. On the age of Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, and HBO Max. Yeah, most people in binge culture should not be hypocrite because of me. Of how much I binge, but I get it. That is something that is taking a lot of time. And I, I actually kind of like it. I always like when it's shows like this, I always have enjoyed series bonus. Yeah, me too. And I, before season two, even premiered on the interviews, and things like it gave like right after goal season finale and season one, she said something bad. Oh, this is the cliffhanger that we that we, we are gonna pick it up in season two. But if you watch that scene, you can overhear the reporter talking about this a lot of deaths that have been going on, and it was a serial killer, yes. But that's what makes this show really good. We talk about season seven here a lot, and season seven is, for me at least, one of the best season of CSI Crime Scene Investigation because of that construction of the serial killer arc. That's what I absolutely love because they did the same thing with Nate Haskell. And they're doing that with the Silver Ink Killer. Can somebody please give this guy a better name? Can somebody please give this guy a better name than Silver Ink Killer? Well, and th that's what they're doing. Like the Blue Pink Killer, and it's a better name. Well, that's a reference that if you know, you know, full time killer. It was like only in like two episodes, but we absolutely love him. I mean, love the, the art, not, not how he killed people. Anyway, because there is a lot of layers on this silver ink work. Could have been a patient, could have been someone, someone that worked in the experiment. There's a lot of layers to pull back, and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. The CSIs, once they learn the identity of the killer, they are going to be peeling back all the layers and then finding out what it led to that, what led to those killings, because this is actually what happened in real life. Serial killers, they evolve, and then something happens, and then they completely change their ammo mm -hmm. when they're about to be caught. 
we're still like 10 episodes away from the season finale, but mm. there's a lot of things that could happen. Like a lot of times, like look at the season 8 finale. Look how much that happened in that one finale. Like, in season 7, I think it's a great plot twist that happened like this. How were we supposed to know that the killer was working in the lab? We didn't. Mm -mm. We knew that the killer was someone that this guy had fostered, and but he had fostered a lot of kids, so we didn't know who it could have been. So we're like, what is happening? What is happening? Until the very end of the season finale, we know who the killer is. We have her in custody, but she's not saying a word because she is in a psychotic state. And Sarah was somewhere in the desert fighting for her life. Could this be happening here? I don't know. Maybe, probably, I don't know. Who knows? But I just know that they're doing a great job in building that serial game because sure, we have the weekly case, you know, the day-to-day, like, and uh, the relationships between the CSIs, which I absolutely love. And we all know that the Penny is Max's daughter. And we know that Max would do anything for her team. But what is happening with Catherine? When is Greg Sanders coming by? You know. And this is what builds what, what is a great story. This is what the show is about. Although it, it did, as I'm learning, the suicide effect did good, but also bad. But this is what is making a great arc. Maybe in the future, we're going to look back at season two and be like, God, do you remember season two? Do you remember when they did this? And that the same way that we look back at season seven. Mm-hmm. And I know like things might seem really like they're taking their sweet time to build this case but this is but it is worth it okay we're not being paid for for saying this stuff by the way (laughs) we're just saying this because this is our opinion this is what we love about csi that although sometimes it might take a lot of time sometimes it might take a lot to build a single king this is what happens in real life people like law enforcement they don't catch serial killers on the very next day that they find the victim. They they don't. This happens so doesn't happen. It takes time. Sometimes it could take years to find the, the killer. Maybe in the season finale, they are not going to even find the killer. Maybe. Maybe this could continue into season three. Maybe they will find out who it is, but they're not going to be able to catch him or her or them. We can say that it was a man wearing a woman that did the killing 12. So, next week, what are we talking about next week, Bree? We're talking about the next episode of CSI Vegas because it's a new episode titled, let's see, Ashes, Ashes. Oh, it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a two parter. Oh. Because the episode afterwards is titled We All Fall Down. Oh. You know, reading around the pussy, reading around the rosy, pockets full of pussies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. 
with the title connected like that for anybody who knows the, or remembers the childhood nursery rhymes. Even though that has a, that nursery rhyme has a very twisted message, which honestly fits with CSI. Walks on the oh God. Oh my God. I had to relook up the, me the full meaning of that nursery rhyme. Because I think it's related to death somehow. It is. I don't know, but it is. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it is. Just say it. I don't remember it, though. I don't remember the whole meaning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me just Google this. I'm Googling it, too. The failure must the rhyme is brutal. The roses are euphemism for deadly rashes. The policies are supposed to prevalent measures. The tissues pertain to sneezing symptoms and the the plague. It's about the plague? It kind of It's either plague or the black death. Oh I knew I knew I remember. Wait. The nursery is about the plague. What does mean that? Oh my god. We know that Max is gonna get a corn. We do. And what we know the next and we know in the episode after that her husband's gonna be showing up. My god. Oh my god, no. Oh my god, what if the killer No in the next episode actually I read the I read the summary. Sonia. Okay. Let me read the summary. A super non threatening Maxine Roby's life is found at the lab, sending the entire team. Oh, never mind. That's that's the episode the we all fall down where Sonya gets poisoned. Oh my god, I know it's gonna happen. Oh my god, oh my god. The killer is changing his ammo. He's devolving. He's devolving, which means if you're gonna be poisoned, it means that there's gonna be some sort of poisoning on the cards that they're gonna receive. But they're not going to know that there's poison in it. Because, I mean, we we have seen CSIs get their mail over their desk. It just keeps piling up. So Max is going to open the envelope. Some, I don't know, some sort of powder. I don't know, could get in contact with her. And she could, oh my gosh, she's going to be poisoned. Then something could happen to Sonya too, maybe in the body, inside a body. Oh my god, this so, this, I just looked up more of it. Green around the rosies, a pocket full of posies, one for a Jack, and one for a Jim, and one for little Moses, a crunchy in, a crunchy out, and a crunchy all together. Did you say one for a Jack? Yes. Oh. No. no and no. this is another version of it. Green around the posy, the pots. Pots for a posy, the one who stoops last. She tell whom she loves best and ring around the posies. Bottle full of posy, all the girls in the town. Ring for little Josie. Oh my god, ring around the posy. Pocket full of posies, light bread, sweet bread, squat. Guess who she told me? Tra la 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 la. Mr. Red was her lover. Tra la 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 la. If you love him, hug him. If you hate him, stomp. Something's gonna happen to Sonia that is gonna attack Jack. And something's gonna happen to, to Mags that is gonna bring her ex back to town. 
It's gonna if something happens to Max, it's gonna break everybody. It's gonna break everybody and my boy Josh. Oh my god, but it's not the one leading the investigation. It's Allie. And Serena. That's, that's how the killer's gonna know who is leading the investigation. He's aiming for Max. He's aiming for Max, but once Max quote unquote falls down, he's gonna know that it's actually Allie. My God, why did I have to look this all up now? Uh, yeah, okay, so, well, this is gonna be, the killer is evolving, and it's gonna be a shell of an episode two episodes, actually. So yes, I think we're definitely gonna go on a, another couple weeks break because of March Madness. Oh, my God. Okay, with all the respect to March Madness, are they gonna live with... Maybe they're gonna be... Oh, my God, maybe that's why Rex jumps in. I mean, he could be investigating the case on his own. And then maybe he talks to Catherine about something that they missed. And uh, he comes back. My God. He comes back because he, he spotted something that they might have missed. And some poisons that makes people skin burn. He was a lab rat before he was a CSI, so he probably knows a lot about that. But he was a DNA, t- he was DNA, not toxicology. He was a DNA, not a toxicologist, but the CSI, you know, when you're CSI, you have to know a, a, a little about all of that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. They're really coming Are you surprised us. I was able to get it faster than you? Okay, so yeah, Fitzgerald states and felt like a slime arose from the Great Plague. An outbreak of the bubonic and pneumonic plague that affected London in the year 1665. Well, the blood plague isn't, isn't necessarily dead. I mean, uh, just because people don't get it nowadays, they don't even there's any poison. But mm, it could be something. It could be something from the family of the virus, still, because it was a virus, right? But it could be something from the family of the virus. Oh my god. It's gonna be a hell of an episode. Two episodes. Why did I look at that second title? I mean, we're gonna make the connection. We're, if we didn't make the connection now, we were gonna make the connection next week. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, it's gonna be a hell of an episode, guys. Get ready. Probably get your tissues too. You know, get your tissues. Gonna... Get your popcorn. Get your tissue. Get your popcorn. Get your get your you know soda. Probably tissues, a lot of tissues, because something's gonna happen to my to my cool Max. Oh my god, I swear to god, if something happens to Max, I'm gonna freaking lose it. Jesus, she cannot catch a break. Well, and you said if you're listening to this, it shows you how much we love Max. She, my, my queen cannot catch a break. Oh my god. Hashtag give Max a break. Like, you should, like, if you guys see how I have my hands right now. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, yeah, something's gonna happen to Max, something's gonna happen to Sonia and Jack, because there's literally the name Jack on the name. And what are the versions? Oh, Jesus. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, guys. So yeah, get your tissues and your popcorn for like. Well, not to pull out the air. Oh my god. Oh my god, my therapist is gonna, my therapist is gonna hear about this. I'm gonna hear about this. I'm gonna tell her the whole plot of the 
Mother, you not theory? Yeah, and I'm gonna say, then they did this to my queen ass. Because, like, because we look, because we both knew there was a dark meaning to the old Norsi rhyme. Why do kids have horrible dark meaning to Norsi rhymes? I mean, what? Look at the bridge. Not the bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Not the bridge is falling down. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. So we're going to get our tissues for tomorrow's episode, right? Because it's Wednesday now. So tomorrow's episode is going to be nerve-wracking. Probably followers out at this point. So, oh my God. If you know me, I don't watch the promos before the episodes because I don't want to get anxious before the episodes. And I just I want to be surprised. I watched that. I watched that. I don't. I don't because I want to get surprised by the episode. And Jesus. I'm already, you know. Gordon Bennett. Worried for Jax and Sonia and Max safety. Oh my god, they're gonna get out Jesus. Well, give them a break. Hashtag give them a break. But if you do, but if something happens to my girl Penny, you're gonna be writing an angry letter. I'm gonna be. I'm not, not only will I talk to my therapist about this, I will read mostly a whole thread on Twitter about how. Yeah, it's going to end up looking like a 20-page essay. <laughs> Here's the reason why you cannot do anything to my girl Penny. And just wait next year. If they don't have anything planned this year, next day they probably would. God. I forgot. She, she becomes a main character. I've forgotten the consequences of becoming a main character. Some really bad and messed up stuff can happen to you if you're becoming a main character. Oh my god, yeah, so, guys, grab your tissues for tomorrow's episode. Grab, uh, yeah, grab your tissues, grab your comfort blankets. Especially if we're still in a cold snap that we are right now in the States. Oh as we were voting. Like, Los Angeles had its first blizzard warning in over 30 years. Yeah, global warming, am I right? And also, I mean, me and Bray are going to be watching together, so... I mean, I did shed some tears when I watched Koala, but I'm going to shed my tears now. Oh my god, you're not giving me I'm going to have to get a box of tissues for my bedroom. Well, we all love you, and I'm really sorry. I'm going to start this episode and end up on this note, but... <laughs> go watch, go watch something comforting now. Yeah, go watch your comfort show, okay? Go watch your comfort show. Oh my god, okay. So, I love you guys so, so much. We love you guys so, so much. Okay. Love you all. If you have, if you want us to talk about anything at all, just DM us on social media. It's on Instagram. It's at csi.talk, you know, the point, csi.talk. Twitter is at CSI Talk Podcast. And our email is csi.talkpodcast at gmail.com. I'm really sorry I had to end up the, the episode on this note. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the good thing is at the end of the day is that we are getting things great. So we're getting something free, and uh, I don't know, Eric, if you're listening to this, I did see your story that you posted about the show getting renewed. Does this mean something? Does this mean that you're coming back for season three? I don't know. But please, CSI Sanders, come my way. Please, 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 I'm begging at this point. And just walk. <laughs> I'm begging at this point. Just give me a CSI Sanders, because probably this is the only thing that is going to keep me happy. And at this point, because I don't want nothing to happen to Max or Sonia or Jack. Oh, my God, I Well, okay, I love you guys so, so much. 
thank you so much for listening. Bye, I love you. <laughs> yeah, Brie is still is like that that painting, you know, the scream. Yeah, she's just like that now. Okay, we love you guys. Bye. <laughs>